Welcome to the Healthpreneur Show with Uriel Kine. We're so glad you're here. Every episode, we're going to bring advice and conversations with experts that will help you grow your health business. Let's dive in. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, guys. Welcome back to the show. Yuri here. Uh, super pumped to bring an amazing guest to you today. Her name is Kirsty Dunn, and you may have seen her somewhere on the planet online. Uh, she's done some really amazing and remarkable things, uh, spreading the message of wellness and fitness. Uh, just in case you don't know who she is, she is a sports and fitness community leadership expert. She has toured and led global fitness campaigns with Adidas and Equinox and specializes in partnering with brands and activating and building communities through purpose-driven campaign initiatives from hosting digital campaigns, podcasts, public speaking for global brands and Fortune 500 companies. She is at the very minimum an influential figure in the health and fitness industry, and I'm excited to have her on the show. Kirsty, welcome. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, I so this is just my personal interest. Um, I'm sure our listeners and viewers are, are probably wondering this too. How do you become a brand ambassador? How do you partner with companies like Adidas and Equinox? How did I, how did how did how did that even come about? Oh wow. You know, it's definitely been a journey, you know, and I think that's where some people can go, oh, wow, you know, like a lot of people often see your success, but it has been uh, quite a journey of, of ups and downs. And but, you know, the one thing I think I've learned through this journey is is really stay authentic and true to your purpose and what you do. And for me, it started out as a personal journey. Um, I was always into to fitness and and sports and there was, but there was that one kind of pivotal moment, uh, pivotal moment in my lifestyle when I was younger, um, you know, I had kind of like a part-time career. Uh, it was a hobby. Um, I was modeling uh, part-time and traveling the world. And, you know, as much as I love the travel and while it can be so glamorous at times, you know, that you're also exposed to the ugly side of the, uh, the industry. And so, you know, especially when it comes to dieting and kind of body image. And so I started to, you know, through that time to see how so many women were experiencing that challenge. And, and that to me was my aha moment to say, you know what, I really want to get out of this industry and I want to be able to impact women and help other women achieve a healthier body image. And, and for me, that's, you know, I think you get so much more, um, you know, just fulfillment from being active and, and being in sports. And so that's kind of where it all started. And then I just, I picked up one day, I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I picked up a personal training book, never put it down, studied kinesiology, um, you know, and then from there, I just loved what I was doing. I thought, well, if I could be my own guinea pig to start and I can get myself, you know, healthy, learn about nutrition, everything that I needed to know where it wasn't, you know, and I think just going through that journey of the, that industry that really kind of pushed me just even for myself personally to be healthier, you know, mentally, physically. And, and that kind of led me to training clients and then starting my own business and traveling the world and then saying, hey, let's take this to the next level. So then I started training professional athletes and took sports specific training and, and studied that. So I always loved the challenge. And, and so that led me to kind of that entire journey of you know, through the media and, you know, word of mouth. And I think, you know, back to what I said, it's really kind of staying true purpose and why you're, you're doing what you're doing. And, 
And then that led me to working with the brands because, you know, that's when that started to be recognized. Hmm. That's so cool. So how do you go from, you know, working with clients to then partnering with companies like Adidas and Equinox? Like, is there a pre-existing relationship there or like how did that come about? Yeah, um, it took uh, some courage and confidence. I think that's, if anything, what made me successful in my journey is having the confidence and the courage to say, hey, I, you know, I recognize an opportunity in here where I can impact, you know, um, for me, it was for other women. And so, you know, the authenticity of saying, hey, these are brands that align with the culture of my brand and that key messaging of what they're doing and what I can do for them. So, you know, literally, I just said, this is what I want to do with this brand. I love the brand Adidas. Um, you know, I could see that they were kind of going more a, a direction of, you know, versatility in sports and, and women. And so basically, I just prepared a, a presentation, um, called, picked up the phone, called as many people. And like, I just don't stop. You know, it's, it's one of the things, those things where you can't just like sit there and wait for that opportunity to come to you. I've always been more okay how can I identify like an opportunity in the market where I can do something and so that led to building those relationships with Adidas and you know presenting them with a case to say hey you know this is kind of something that we need to do here this is an opportunity and they loved it we built a relationship next thing you know I'm leading their global initiative women's campaign here to create um it's amazing so yeah so I mean it's building relationships and um you know and and ultimately kind of recognizing what aligns with your brand and your purpose. That's so cool. I love how you're just like, I'm going to pick up the phone and sell myself pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and then, and that leads to other brands, you know, recognizing you, you know, especially with today being digital and on social media, you know, there are brands that are, you know, they're eyeing you, they're seeing what you're up to. And, you know, I think that's why your narrative and your brand story and kind of what you, you know, portray um, on social media is, is, also kind of that leads to other relationships and, and then other brands reaching out to you, right? So mm. it's kind of chain reaction of opportunity. <laughs> yeah, and like, and I love how you mentioned, like you mentioned courage, right? Where you think you mm -hmm. had the courage because that's really where this, this starts is like you have the courage to like, oh shit, is this going to work out? Am I going to fall flat on my face? But like, I got to do this, yeah. do it. And now here you are and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I love seeing that type of courage play out in the real in the real world because that's how all of our dreams come to, tr to come to fruition, right? Yeah, so definitely. Yes, no, I, I, it's so true. And you know, I, I didn't go to business school. I know, I know the science when it comes to kinesiology. I study, I studied exercise. I studied nutrition. Um, but it, you know, I really ultimately think learning and being behind the scenes in the industry. You know, that teaches you a lot. Um, and kind of, I just did my own self-study when it came to business, um, you know, and I think just throughout that journey, I mean, hey, trial and error, trust me. I've, I've started businesses and, you know, and things haven't worked and, you know, okay, you know, how, how can I, you know, you have to constantly reinvent yourself and, um, you know, and that, that's business, that's, that's growth, right? At the end of the day. So yeah. <laughs> you have to be prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> totally. What's what's a lesson you've had to learn the hard way so far? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> I'm sure, feel like. A lesson? Um, I think not. Uh, I think a lesson is. I think often we can associate and you know business and take it personally. Um, and 
And I think sometimes that can often cause us to, you know, that's like a pitfall or to often feel like we're failing. And so, the, you know, I think when I was younger, it was definitely, you know, something where you start to, to give up and, you know, you start to, to take that more within yourself. And, you know, of course it's like an ego always has a part to play with that. Um, but, I, you know, I really learned that, you know, you just got to keep, you got to keep going. And, um, and there was a time where I think I took, you know, almost a year or two out and I had to kind of work through that. It was more kind of like a, a mental journey, um, taking some time out and to realize that, okay, you know, you reflect, you kind of analyze and say, okay, these are things that mistakes that I made, how can I do better? And ultimately that for me was to say, hey, this is part of the journey. You know, this is not, this is not a personal reflection on you that, you know, you could have, you could know your stuff, you know, like if you have a team and, you know, there's a breakdown in your business or someone on your team, you know, and, and it's your baby and it's your business and you're driving that, you know, I think you can often say, okay, you know, this is me, I'm feeling, but it's, it's often you have to, it's like moving pieces, like a chess game, you know, you have to constantly be moving those pieces and, and bringing on people to your team and changing things and reinventing. And that's just part of the journey. And so, you know, never take that as a personal failure, you know, so and, and that's like, what I have to. That's awesome. So separating like you as the individual from the business achievement, almost. Definitely. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. And like that, that's, for sure, I think a lot of people listening and watching this can relate because for so many of us, like a, we're, we're so tied to achievements, right? And like our self-worth is tied to our income in a lot of cases, for, mm-hmm. just as a, as a mm-hmm. narrative, especially in the Western culture. That's, that's not easy. That's definitely, um, thank you for sharing that because I know that's something that a lot of people struggle with. What yeah, is like... So you talked about taking those the year or two off and just kind of like reflecting and taking a pause. What was like, what led to that? Like, I'll just, if it's okay, I'll just share like one really vulnerable moment for me in my life. Like 2009, um, this is three years after I'm in business online. I, I thought like, I'm going to come up with the most amazing thing. that's going to blow the fitness industry up. And I had all these promises that were put out there. I had a lot of people partner with me on this project and it was a complete flop. Like I was talking like a seven figure launch. We ended up doing $5,000. It was just a disaster. And it took me like seven months to put all this together. Okay. And I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to just, I feel so embarrassed. Like more yeah. than anything, I just yeah. felt so embarrassed. And I was like, it took me a good amount of mental energy to keep going. Was, right. was there, um, yeah, like, so what was it for you that, you know, that, that prompted you into that year or two off? Yeah, you know, it's, um, it's interesting, because like, when I say time off, it's not necessarily that I wasn't still, you know, like financially making money or having an income. It was, it was kind of that time in my in my industry, because, you know, studying personal training, and kind of that career, and that aspect of my career, I said, hey, you know, um, I want to start a cold press juice business. You know, I, you know, personally, I, I loved it. I was spent a lot of time in California. I was working with um, some professional athletes down there and celebrities on some special projects. And, you know, I said, Hey, this is gonna be a great idea. We need to bring, this is probably in 2009. So this was kind of when it was already all over the U S it was already a big thing. And it was just kind of like getting, you know, kind of just getting your bottled water, <laughs> but a cold press juice. And so I started a company here in Canada. I was probably one of the first companies to start the cold press uh, cleansing juice company. 
Yeah. And, um, it was, it was amazing. And I think, you know, starting a business and not having that business background is fine. If you're the creative person, you're the spokesperson and you have the vision and you bring the team together. Um, I think it was more of, it, it came down to me in terms of the team, you know, and you need to have someone in your team that's, you know, organized when it comes to more of the business fundamentals. Um, and that's kind of where, you know, that was a little bit of a learning curve for me. Um, we did really well. Um, you know, I was so passionate about what I did. You know, I spent hours on my laptop at night just working away, working on it. Um, but one of the reasons that it didn't, it couldn't become as successful, I mean, as it could have been, was there were so many other players that came into the market. And, um, you know, and that, you know, we had more of kind of a boutique brand, but at the same time, it just, I didn't want to, in terms of the value of the product or uh, the quality, I, did, I never wanted to um, have that where we were, you know, basically making the, the juices not as healthy or we were cheaping the product, right? Yeah. And so a lot of companies, sorry to say, but they were doing that. And our margins weren't great. So it was, it was kind of a learning, it was something that I just, I, I wouldn't give up that, you know? And so um, it's not that it become successful, it's, it's just, I was kind of exhausted, you know, um, and decided to go in a different direction. So I kind of navigated through that journey and sold my recipes yeah. to a grocery store and they produced cool. them themselves. <laughs> so it worked That's out in so the end. Cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's not an easy business. I did, I had no clue you did that. That that is a tough business to, because you mentioned that the margins are pretty slim, especially if you're doing like organic, locally sourced. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. You know green, you know greenhouse juice in Toronto. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we did some stuff with them a couple of years ago, and it, like they were telling me some of their like some of the stuff behind the scenes, and I was like, wow, like kudos to you guys for pushing this forward because those are some pretty tight yeah. margins. Yeah, they are. No, definitely. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to compromise that. So, um, and I just, I just think over time, it, it just, it was something that I didn't give, give up on it. It was just like figuring out how I can kind of navigate and, and do it in a way that, you know, wasn't, uh, bringing me pain and stress. <laughs> yeah. But there's also like, there's a certain maturity too, that comes with knowing when it makes sense to kind of just take a different path. Right. Cause we right. could, yeah. some people might say, keep going, never give up, keep getting up after you get knocked down. And it's like, at some point, sometimes it might make sense to be like, you know what, this doesn't make sense for me to keep doing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You, yeah. Like, how do you, for you, like, do you, was there a, uh, like a process you went through like mentally to just help you through that decision? Yeah, there was, I think it was, um, the timeout allowed me to kind of reconnect with what I really missed. And, you know, much as the juice industry is kind of, that was really just one aspect of helping people with their health and, and just bringing awareness to the benefits of it. But I really missed, um, you know, coaching women and fitness. And, um, and that was actually uh, before I partnered with Adidas and, that was kind of that time to say, Hey, let me reflect upon the purpose as to why I do what I do. And I really missed that. So I reconnected with that. And that's when I, you know, got back into coaching women's events and fitness. Um, and that's what led me then to working with Adidas, um, which was, was quite amazing. And, 
you know, that's just like, that's always been my comfort zone. Like just getting up in front of thousands of women and, you know, doing this tour with Adidas, like, it's just like, it's just what I love, you know, it's just second nature to me. So it was, it was really nice to kind of bring that back and say, you know, how can I impact thousands of women as opposed to when you're training and when I was younger and it was more one-on-one and so that was the direction I wanted to go into and, and impact more women all over the world that's so cool what have, what have you noticed about at least from what you've seen from companies like Adidas or like Equinox just from a, a team because you mentioned team a few times what have you noticed from like a team people perspective of what these brands do really really well that our listeners could glean some some wisdom from yeah community is everything um you know and i think the brands that have been really successful like if you look at an equinox or uh, adidas or even i can say it like lululemon you know um it's lifestyle marketing uh it's really ultimately bringing people together for a purpose a movement as opposed to trying to sell a product and that's ultimately when you know, the team that I worked with on Adidas, everything was about events. Everything was about, you know, a social cause. And, you know, we all came together and, and everyone was very active in that, even everyone on the team, you know, from internally, from corporate head office, like everyone just supported one another. And I think the creativity, you know, you never felt like if you had a concept or you had an idea, you know, and I think often with so many companies and and businesses is that some people feel like they're, you know, they they can't bring that to the table, that creativity. And, you know, Adidas is such a great brand to work with, or, you know, in my previous experience in working with them is that you can bring that creativity to the table and they welcome it. And, you know, and that's what makes everyone successful. Hmm. That's great. I love it. So what is, what is the rest of 2021 hold for Christy Dunn? What are you excited for? Digital community. <laughs> well, what is, yeah. what, when, like, what's that vision look like for you when you when you say that? Well, I mean, obviously, for many reasons, we've had to be kind of more pushed into more of a digital world. Um, but it was always a direction that I, I know that my business needed to go um, in terms of live uh, live events and things like that in fitness and wellness. So I'm spending a lot of time right now in my business partnering with brands to build community. Um, I think that's so important. So whether it's in the fitness space, whether they, they have a fitness or wellness products, as long as it aligns with the culture of my brand, um, you know, I'm on board. So a lot of digital campaigns. So you'll be, you know, uh, seeing a lot more digital fitness events with brands. Um, Equinox is potentially a new one that we're working on. So there's, you know, going to be a, a lot of live <laughs> in the wellness and fitness. So I'm kind of excited about that. And when you say live, are you talking about like virtual live or like live in person? Yeah, live? virtual virtual live events. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's funny because before, you know, the pandemic, it, you know, I wanted to take that shift and, and that transition in my business to go more digital uh, and because I love to travel. So I thought, oh, I could do this wherever I am in the world. And now that I'm doing that, can't travel. <laughs> Yet. Like, Soon enough, Tori. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's very true though. Like a lot of, I think a lot of people who knew they needed to go online for whatever reason, like mm-hmm. 2020 was like the kick in the butt to finally make it happen. Yeah. And it, it hasn't been easy. You know, um, I think 
especially in the fitness industry. I mean, there's the competition, the numbers go up, like it's, yeah. and if you weren't in the kind of in the game before, it's, you know, it is definitely a little bit of a challenge. So you have to find your niche. Sure. For sure. It's, and I feel sorry for the fitness industry because I think out of all the businesses that have been affected, they've been probably affected the most, like I know gyms literally like, no, sorry, you can't open. It's, that's, it's like, you know, as a health practitioner, you're still an essential mm-hmm. service. So your clinic can still yeah. open, but as a gym owner or as a trainer, it's like, sorry, not happening. And I know. it's sad. It's, yeah. it's, it's really, it's tough for a lot of those gym owners, but at the same time, it's, I think created a lot of opportunity online. And I think it's gonna be cool to mm-hmm. see how things change a little bit. Where do, like, mm-hmm. how do you think, how do you think the consumer is going to consume fitness a bit more now. Like I, I have, I have a Peloton bike. I think it's amazing. I love it. It's just, it's yeah. an incredible experience. You know, I haven't tried it. I haven't tried it, but. <laughs> cool. It's yeah. I, I mean, I don't like running as much, at least on pavement. So biking for me was uh, more natural. And I think they've done an amazing job at giving you accountability structure with, yeah. you know, the yeah. coach on the screen, but also community, they've done a great yeah. job yeah. with community, Definitely. as you mentioned. Definitely. Do you, do you think that's the future of fitness? Like, where do you think with everything that's happened, like what, what, what is, what's the prediction that you have for the fitness industry as it, as it moves into the rest of the year and then and forward from here? Well, it's interesting, you know, cause I think it definitely comes down to the consumer in terms of like their intrinsic motivation, you know, and what they prefer. And I know a lot of people, like I've never really been a class person and maybe that's, you know, I'm biased because I'm an expert and I know my stuff. And so I kind of just do my own thing. Um, but I think some people love the class, you know, because the class is because of the accountability and the motivation. Um, some people are going crazy because they, they don't want to work out at home and, you know, they, they want to get back to a gym. So ultimately, I think people are getting used to doing more virtual, like more online but also they prefer the, the live aspect. Um, I think it's a bit of both, but I definitely can say that people have in this time, you know, learned how to be more creative and connect more in online communities. Uh, for me, it's interesting. Cause like I would always go to the gym and I have no interest in really, sorry, but going back to the gym, like I I've been very creative from home, getting outdoors a lot more. If anything, I think people are starting to kind of, get used to that and, and getting outdoors and doing different activities and things like that, you know, more quality of life, you know? So it really, it's going to be interesting to see, um, how everything kind of unfolds. But I think if you're, I think for men, they find it kind of frustrating too, because <laughs> they like to pump their iron to get to the gym. Yeah. Unless they have it at home, well. but I guess, yeah. But it's true though. I well, think when you live in a condo, you can't be dropping the weights, the hundred pound weights, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do you have a gym in your condo? Like, have they like just closed it down or? Yeah, they closed it down. Everything's closed down. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not, that's not ideal. But you, I, I think what you, you mentioned something, which is like, you don't want, you don't actually look forward to going back to the gym because you've kind of figured out your own way of doing things. I think like speed and convenience people have really clued into in this past year. It's like, why would I go there when I can just have it delivered to my house? Or, you know, why would I go mm-hmm. here when I can work at home now? I think it's going to be really interesting to see how consumer behavior changes or if it reverts back, I don't mm-hmm. know. 
But I think it's really interesting to see what happens, uh, especially once too. things start to open up again. You know, will people be as open to like hug people again and, and get back into classes of 30 people? Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see that. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. I think, you know, definitely things are going to change in that sense. Um, you know, it's almost like it, it, I just, even the thought of just going into a, a, a big, sporting event or something like that is you know it makes you know it gives me a little anxiety i think a lot of people might even have like ptsd from it a little bit right because all of a sudden you're going back into society and it's uh it's gonna be overwhelming um but i don't think it's gonna happen like that it's gonna be a very kind of gradual yeah you know at least i feel like we're progressing we're getting somewhere so Hopefully. and yeah yeah, I'm grateful. So, and just, totally. <laughs> and just so you guys know, if you're watching and listening, we both live in Toronto, which is like hardcore lockdown central. So yes. it's uh, it's been an interesting couple months. Um, Kirsty, this has been awesome. What uh, before we finish off, best place for the listeners and viewers to follow you online would be. Yes, Instagram, which is uh, Kirsty Dunn underscore. Cool. And Perfect. It's uh, my website, KirstyDunn.com. <laughs> awesome, and that's D-U-N-N-E. Right? Yes. Cool. Awesome. We'll link up to that in the show notes for you guys to make your life easier. Uh, Christy, thanks so much for being with Thank us. This is so awesome. Um, Thank just you. The beginning of many amazing things to come. And uh, thanks again <laughs> for sharing a piece of your journey with us. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining us on the Coach's Corner. If you didn't know, inside of our private Facebook group, the Healthpreneur Hub, Yuri's show, The Coach's Corner, happens live every single morning with one goal, to help you grow your health business. If you want to hear more of The Coach's Corner, then click the link in the show notes to join the Healthpreneur Hub on Facebook for free. And if you want to know the four-step system that predictably fills a health business with qualified, ready-to-buy clients, we want to send you an invite to our free online masterclass. You can find that masterclass at healthpreneurgroup.com slash show or by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Healthpreneur Show with Yuri Okine.